to another episode of Sis I See You, the podcast. So y'all listen, this episode is happening in real time. I am literally recording this episode at one o'clock in the morning and I just had a conversation with God that literally read me for filth, okay? Holy Spirit then got me all the way together and I want to share with y'all exactly what he revealed to me. So I was sitting here And right now, I feel like the body of Christ, the world in general, is in a season where we have the the ability to access the abundant life. I feel like we have the authority in this period in time to really get everything that it is that the Lord has promised us. We have the opportunity to really reach our promised land in this season. And I'm not saying that in the past people didn't have that opportunity, but I feel like there's like a special grace. Like now is go time for the body of Christ. And, you know, again, these are my feelings. So bear with me on some of the words I'm using. I don't want to, you know, miss you know, misinterpret things or send somebody in the wrong direction. But these are the way that I'm understanding things. So let me be very clear about that. But like I said, I feel like this point in my life and in the body of Christ and in the world in general, that that God is really opening doors, that there is an overflow coming, that his spirit is being poured out in an abundant amount. Um, and so my prayer has been, God, I really don't want to miss the move that's taking place right now. And so I found myself lately, I felt like I've just been praying the same prayers over and over. God, help me to do this or give me the strength to do this or accomplish that or, you know, God, help me. Because like, let's keep it real. If we leave it up to Andrea to get things done and be responsible, it might not get done. And let's keep it real. In the past, it hasn't gotten done a lot. And because of that, I, if I'm being transparent, I've honestly developed a sense of distrust with myself. Like, I believe I can, but I don't necessarily believe that I will. So I was sitting here and I was praying and I'm like, God, help me to, you know, access the promises. Help me to you know, stand up and take authority over the things that it is that, you know, you have said that I have authority over. And I couldn't help but feel like I was praying from a place of defeat versus a place of dominion and authority. So I asked God, I said, God, how do I take authority over all that you have given me? Whether it's healing, whether it's wholeness, whatever that is, like, God, how do I take authority over these things? And he said, you have to take responsibility. And I'm like, okay, well, responsibility is nice, but like, how do I take responsibility? Because if I knew how to take responsibility, you know, I may have done it already. And not only that, how do I take responsibility from a place of rest, from a place of not being anxious and not doing too much, not feeling like, you know, I have to be in control of everything and stepping in God's way. And we spoke about this last week um, in last week's episode. So if you missed it, go back and check it out. But I'm like, God, 
where's the balance between the two? Where's the balance between taking responsibility and not getting in your way? And God literally said to take responsibility simply means to do what you can do and control what you can control. And when I say control, I mean control far as being obedient, not controlling and having to figure it all out. He said you can control how you spend your time. You can control how you spend your money. You can control what you eat. You can control the tidiness of your home. You can control how you treat people. You can control your education slash what you choose to educate yourself on. And if I'm being 100% transparent, I struggle with all of these things. Some days I want to binge on All-American. Some days I want to eat whatever I want to eat. Some days I don't feel like cleaning. Some days I just want to do what Andrea wants to do. Even though I know that is not what the Lord is calling me to do in that moment. Some days I don't want to record this podcast, but I know that the Lord is calling me to do this. And when the Lord spoke to me about controlling what you choose to educate yourself on, I thought that was so profound because in this life, God has spoken to me about certain things. Like he wants me to start a business. And I found myself in a place of saying, okay, God, you want me to start this business. But me thinking that the Lord was going to be the one to just give me all these supernatural downloads on common knowledge, things that I honestly just didn't know about. For example, if the Lord wants me to be an accountant, I can go to school and learn how to be an accountant. Or I can take some uh, e-course or read an e-book and learn how to be an accountant. The Lord is not going to just give me a supernatural download on how numbers work because there are books for those things. He has already given us the knowledge to do certain things. It is up to us to go out and get it. So that is what the Lord was talking about when he said you can control what you choose to educate yourself on. And if I'm keeping it real, I've spent more time than I'd like to admit on the Internet educating myself about the latest celebrity gossip. And that adds absolutely no value to my life. Come on, somebody. And then I asked the Lord, I said, well, how do I do it? Like, I know you said control what I can control and you give me some great examples. But like, how do I do it? Because obviously I'm missing something because I've tried before and I, I fail every time when I try to, you know, change my eating habits and when I try to spend my time better or when I try to do right by my money I always seem to mess it up and like I said earlier it's like I've I've I don't trust myself anymore so like God how do I overcome that like help me out here and I'm you know I'm just having a transparent conversation with you because I don't want to miss the mark but I'm struggling and I don't want to continue to get in my own way because in the moment when I know I need to be doing something, I don't always do it because I don't simply feel like doing it, even when I know I should be doing it. And God said, well, that's where you have to learn to live by what I said, by what you know, you can't live by your feelings. And then he gave me an example. Anybody who knows me, they know I am ready to get up and move at any time okay i love to travel i love to move around and he said well what if right now i told you that 
in California, your dream life was waiting for you. And I want you to get to California. He said, you make your way there, even though your bank account says differently, because you believe me and trust me in that area. So I want you to think about what area, if God commanded you to do something right now, you would do it without a second thought because you trust and believe him in that area. And he said to me, Andrea, these things that I asked you to do day by day, the day in and day out task, they are no different than if I was to tell you to get up and move across the country right now. He said, you have to believe what I said and you can't live by what you feel. And then he said, sometimes you feel something and you know it's not real. And sometimes you feel something and you don't know it's not real. You aren't called to live by either of those scenarios because it would be living by what you feel instead of what you actually know. And he began to show me this is why reading your word and knowing the word of God is so important because the Bible has scriptures about so many things in particular, living by your emotions that you need in the moment to combat the feelings that you are up against. And I want to share a few scriptures. So the first scripture I want to share with you guys is coming out of James 2 and 18. And this is going to be coming from the New King James Version. And it reads, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. So basically what this is saying is that because I believe I'm going to work or I will show you my faith by what I do. And so this next scripture was really profound to me when I heard it because I honestly had no idea the Bible said this until somebody shared with me. And this scripture is going to be coming out of 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. And it reads, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Now, let's be very clear. This scripture is not saying that God tempts you. But what it is saying is that God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to withstand. And in the moment when you are feeling a temptation, God will provide a way of escape. And the person who shared this scripture with me, they challenged me to do a little exercise where anytime I was feeling a, a temptation to look for the escape routes that God provided. And so a lot of times what would happen is if I was feeling tempted to overeat or gossip or anything like that, I would get another phone call coming in. So, you know, I can't gossip now. Now, in that moment, it was up to me to answer the phone call or not answer the phone call. Or if I wanted to, you know, like I said, overeat or something, then my dog might go to the door because he has to go to the bathroom. So that was an opportunity for me to take him on a short walk. And so what I began to notice was that every single time that I was feeling tempted, I would take the escape routes. I, or I'm sorry, I would see the escape routes. And if I'm being transparent, 
I started to get a little frustrated because I didn't always want to take the escape routes. And so sometimes I would ignore them. But this scripture coming back to this place today has honestly reminded me like, hey, begin to take those escape routes again. And I challenge you to do the same thing. Wherever you feel like temptation takes place at, take some note cards and write this scripture down. Remind yourself that, hey, when God, when I'm tempted, God will provide a way out and begin to look for those ways out. And when you see them, take them. And not only when you see them, take them, but be sure to document the ways out that God has provided. So when you are in a rut or when things come up, you can go back and recall the different ways that God has provided for you to escape. The third scripture I'd like to share with you guys is coming out of Galatians 5, 16 through 17. And then we're going to jump down to verses 22 through 24. So Galatians 5, 16 through 17 reads, But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. First of all, let me just say, this scripture was so profound to me where it says these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. What this is telling us is that in the moment, we want to do the right thing. And so sometimes praying for the desire to do the right thing is just not enough. You have to actually do it because when I'm laying on the bed and I don't feel like getting up in the morning, I want to get up and have a productive day. I want to get up and go out into the world and be great. When I'm saying, Lord, help me lose 10 pounds, I want to go work out. It's the execution that I have trouble with. So this scripture is letting me know you have to walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, your emotions. The flesh and the spirit are contrary to each other. They're always going to be in a battle. The second part of the scripture is 20 through 24. And it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus has crucified, put to death the flesh along with its passions and desires. So in other words, the fruit of the spirit, self-control, the ability to control, not your emotions, but the ability to control your actions that come from your emotions. Because a lot of times our feelings are justified, but our actions are not. Even though I may feel lazy or I may feel extra tired on a day. I still have to get up and have that self-control to get my day started because the Lord has commanded me to do something with my day. He has commanded me to get up and go for a walk or clean up my house or, you know, go help somebody or whatever it is he's told me to do for that day. And it says those who belong to Christ Jesus, which I do and you do because you're listening to a Christian podcast, we have crucified our flesh along with its passions and the flesh's desires, which are things that are contrary to the spirit. Things like idolatry, sorcery, enemy, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, a lack of self-control. And there are there's more in that scripture. Um, I'll put 
the scriptures in the notes so you can go back and check them out. But it also talks about things that are works of the flesh. So this next scripture I want to share with you guys is going to be coming out of 2 Peter 1, 5 through 9. And this one's kind of long, but it's really good. And if you miss any of it, don't worry. Like I said, I am going to put the scriptures in the show notes. And it reads, For this reason, applying your diligence to the divine promises, make every effort in exercising your faith, develop moral excellence and in moral excellence knowledge insight and understanding and in your knowledge self-control and in your self-control steadfastness and in your steadfastness godliness and in your godliness brotherly affection and in your brotherly affection develop christian love that is lean learn to unselfishly seek the best for others and to do things for their benefit For as these qualities are yours and are increasing in you as you grow towards spiritual maturity, they will keep you from being useless and unproductive in regard to the true knowledge and greater understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is blind, short-sighted, closing his spiritual eyes to the truth, having become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins. Okay, so first of all, there is a lot in here to break down. And this is coming out of the Amplified Version. So first off, this scripture is walking you through the different stages of applying diligence. And then it goes into talking about exercising your faith and then adding on moral excellence. And this is everything we just talked about to grow in knowledge. Like the Lord told me, you can control what it is you're learning about. And then to your knowledge, add self-control and steadfastness, determination, not giving up. And then on down the line, it says, as these things grow in you and you're increasing in spiritual maturity, it will keep you from being useless. Like I was worried about and missing the mark. If I just do these things, it will keep me from being useless with my gifts. Okay, kind of like the man with the talents. It will keep me from bearing my gifts and keep me from being unproductive in regard to the true knowledge of Christ. And then it says, for whoever lacks these qualities is blind. So by me worrying about, well, God, I done failed before, you know, every time I give up, it's like, Andrea, why do you feel that way? Are you being blind? Are you so short-sighted that your spiritual eyes are closed to the truth? Have you become oblivious to the fact that I was cleaned, that you were cleaned from your old sins? And so I'm asking you, if you don't trust yourself, did you forget that you were cleaned from your old sins, that you are now a new man, that the Lord has renewed your mind? Strike again. Try it again. Who said that you're going to fail this time? Don't be so blind and short-sighted that you have become oblivious to the fact that you were cleaned from your old self. Okay, y'all, now we are down to the last scripture. This scripture is going to be coming out of Proverbs 25 and 28. This scripture says, like a city that is broken down and without walls, leaving it unprotected, is a man who has no self-control over his spirit and sets himself up for trouble. Okay, so back in the day, way, way back in the day, cities had walls, okay? And so just imagine a city 
that didn't have any walls. That leaves it so vulnerable to attacks from the enemy on all sides. There was really no way to control who was coming in and out the city or, you know, what was going to happen to the people that was supposed to be in the city. And so when you don't have self-control over your spirit, you are literally setting yourself up for trouble, leaving yourself vulnerable to all types of attacks. Because what happens is, A, you are stepping outside of the will of God. And B, you don't know what kind of spiritual covenants you are coming into contact with when you are being disobedient unto the Lord. So like the scripture says, have self-control over your spirit and don't leave your city unprotected okay y'all so the revelation in this episode was so real okay like i said this episode is recorded in real time your girl was preaching to herself the entire time okay so i really hope that this touched y'all so um i hope that y'all took something from it go back read the show notes listen to this again do whatever you gotta do sis so we don't be out here going around the same mountain not trusting ourselves not having self-control letting our emotions control us okay and also be sure to like rate comment and share the show also let me know how y'all's journals go with documenting the way out that god's provide in your moment and temptation i would love to hear about them so that wraps up this show until next time sis i see you sis i see you sis i see you what?